0: All right, we're back with another edition of the Fortify Fortify Fitness Collective podcast. Uh, this is Marlo, and today I am joined by no other than the Maestro of Mobility, Coach Becca.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm. You guys can't see it, but I'm blushing. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, guys. Nice to. we well, talk to you. I see most of you, but you know, nice to talk to you guys. And and yeah, I'm excited for this podcast.
0: Yeah. So. Um, you know, Becca's first time coming on the pod. Uh, we thought it was appropriate to, to bring her in for this topic as well as we're going to talk about recovery um, a little bit. And, you know, Becca just got done giving a nice little uh, nice little course, so that's class on, on recovery and what that means, um, you know, for everybody and, and kind of help them through. So I guess we can start there like we should probably start off defining recovery cuz you go and google recovery and people have different what what that means and what that is so just from your perspective when we say when we start talking recovery what are we what are we talking about
1: uh so as far as recovery goes we're kind of looking at uh how an athlete is able to work out and then feel after that workout uh both that same day and a couple of days down the road cuz we've all had like a squat workout and you don't feel it until two, day, two days later when you're trying to go up the stairs. Um, so in looking at recovery in that manner, I think it's important to to really figure out what works well for your body. And I'm hopefully going to give some really nice cues today. So hopefully you guys will get something out of this. Um, but it is definitely going to be a little bit of a little bit of a game that you're going to play with your own body to figure out what works for you and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the big thing. Like everything we talk about, people different bodies, different people react different to different things. Right. Um, everything's different. So, you know, because when we talk, you know, we talk about recovery again, first things people is like something might hurt or this doesn't work or I'm feeling this here. Go to Google, we find something. Right. right. And then it's like, well, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But then it's question, why isn't this, you know, why is this working?
1: Yeah. And I think there's definitely two different levels of recovery as well. There's recovering for the longevity of it. Like you may not like you come into the gym, you want to work out, you want to feel good. You want to be able to play with your family and all of that stuff. Uh, And there's recovery on that level of just being a normal human outside of the gym. Uh, And then there's a recovery on a little more of a competitive level where you might be pushing yourself a little bit more. Um, I'm kind of geared towards just the lifestyle level. Uh, just because I'm, you know, like that's kind of the lifestyle I live. I want to be able to move. I don't want to come into the gym and debilitate myself so I can't move the next day. Uh, So that's kind of kind of what we're gearing towards is that lifestyle recovery, being able to live your life outside of the gym as well.
0: Right. Which I believe I think that's, you know, if not hundred percent, ninety nine percent of right. our member base here, right,
1: right, right. And
0: if you're out there and you're not, you're part of that uh, sport base. Good for you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, but I, I think for the you know the purpose of this, we're going to be talking more towards you know like you said that lifestyle, um, the lifestyle based recovery. Um, so yeah, with that said, what would like, what would be the beginning of that? What, if someone came to you like, I need help on, on recovery. Right. What is the first thing you go to?
1: My first question is how much are you sleeping? Mm -hmm. Like, are you getting enough sleep? Um, and in my seminar, I did talk about this a little bit there. Not only have been studies linking athletes to better performance, but, uh, there have been studies showing that less sleep can actually shorten your lifespan. Mm -hmm. And like, we're here to lengthen our lifespan, hopefully. Right. Uh, so this simple thing that we don't even do in the gym, uh, can play such a detrimental role. So I always say seven seven hours minimum and I know it to a lot of people I just said that and all of you just like, oh my God, seven hours I would kill for seven <laughs> hours uh, but I think it's so crucial to make that time and uh, it's just as important as coming in here is to get that sleep for sure yeah it's always my first
0: Yeah absolutely the most probably least the afterthought right when you when you think about performances is that sleep and there's been a lot in sports science lately that is linked that is they've done more studies like you talked about in that. And if if you look at um, athletes, professional level and collegiate level, they're doing there's like sleep coaches now there's sleep yeah. companies that are just dialed into getting people to sleep and sleep more and sleep better. Yeah, um, because it is so important.
1: Yeah, and I think in our our culture today, it's definitely something like we've all heard. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Like we've all heard that. <laughs> I think in our culture, it's something that's definitely like not enough emphasis is put on it. Um, and it's it's something crucial. So if there's one thing that you get out of this podcast yeah. today, get some sleep. Right,
0: and that makes sense, right? Because we sleep because our body needs to recover, not only exercising, but cognitively. Right.
1: Um, that is
0: when that is when our body repairs itself. Right. right. So when we sleep, our body repairs. We come in and we, we tear it, it down bad. every day. And then, <laughs> you know, when everyone goes to work, it tears it down mentally, we come in here, tear it down physically in a good way. Um, but our body still needs to to be able to recover. So sleep definitely is key. Definitely. Um, do you So, yeah, like you said, someone listen to this like seven hours of sleep. What a dream. Like, I think what is the average American now? It's like around five hours. Something, yeah. Something, something like crazy. that. Yeah, I mean, when someone, you get someone who's like, how the hell am I going to do that? I'm too busy. What's like, what would be your response to that?
1: Uh, my response is skip Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can always watch reruns later. I know that a lot of people listening um, have children and have all of that, those kind of. Uh, responsibilities that I personally don't have yet. So (laughs) I obviously don't have to worry about that, but, um, just try to get in as much as you can. I understand that there are certain life life things just that just get in the way of getting that sleep. Um, and I, I run into some myself, but I try to make sure. And sometimes I'll even set an alarm on my phone. Like, okay, 30 minutes before I actually need to be asleep, I'll be like, all right, bedtime, go (laughs) brush your teeth and get moving. So, um, yeah, just trying to really like bring it to the front of your mind. Really think about it. Be like, all right, eight o'clock. I have to get up at, you know, six the next morning. I need to be in bed by ten or whatever it is. Just making sure that it's that it's a little more conscious of a thought rather than just when you actually feel tired because you might not feel tired at that moment. It's going to take a second to train your body to be able to do that again.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's making it a priority, right? Mm-hmm. Just like we make it a priority to get in here into the gym, make it a priority to get that sleep yeah, to recover. Definitely. All right. So did we beat down the sleep part enough? <laughs> or is there any more we can hammer on in that part?
1: Uh, I think we beat it down. I mean, you guys <laughs> get the point. Get some sleep, right?
0: sleep. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, so we get some sleep. What's kind of your next, what's like the next step, you would, you would say?
1: Uh, so the next step kind of goes hand in. so there's some like outside of the gym that we could talk about Mm -hmm. more so along the lines of the sleep the just what you do outside of the gym and then there's some kind of in the gym so i
0: don't
1: know which
0: let's let's work our way into the gym so we'll stay outside of it and then we'll get we'll we'll finish in inside
1: so uh my last bit that i want to talk about outside of the gym then is obviously what you eat what you put in your body um with this, I'm going to put the caveat, I'm not a nutritionist. <laughs> if you guys need a nutritionist, go find someone who's mm-hmm. certified. I am not a nutritionist. Um, but obviously what you put in your body is going to make a huge difference. Um, one of the things that I really touched on in my seminar was vitamins because a lot of people take vitamins. A lot of doctors swear by vitamins, all of that stuff. Um, my biggest thing is I should be eating the vitamins that I'm taking, right? I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't have to take a pill, to replace them. I should be eating them. Um, and that's what I really strive for. The only vitamin that I would say that I take regularly is a D vitamin, especially in the winters in Wisconsin, we all can get quite pale (laughs) (laughs) because we get zero sunlight. Uh, and that's a vitamin that we only synthesize when we're in the sun. So that's something that it's, it's very hard to get in your body without a vitamin. Um, but other than that, like I said, just try to keep Like, I try to keep that thought of, like, I should be eating my vitamins through my food rather than taking vitamins. And if you can do that, believe you me, you're going to have plenty of food. (laughs) You're going to be eating well. You're going to be feeling well. Uh, It ends up being a very nice rule of thumb.
0: Right. Yeah. And those vitamins that people are taking, they are labeled supplements. And that's what they are supposed to be a supplement to, not in (laughs) <laughs> they're not supposed to be in place of, right? Right. right so if you're right. having some sort of deficiency, like you said, or we can supplement what we're eating, but we're not supposed to be relying on those exactly um, that we're taking. So yeah, finding those vitamins in your food uh, that goes, yeah, vitamins and you know any other micronutrients right. uh, that you're looking for, you should be looking for them in your in your food. But totally agree with that. And I know that's, that part can be daunting as well. Um, for people who don't really have an idea of what they eat or, you know, or how to eat, like you said, um, if you want to find a nutritionist, you know, for our people, we have, we have a couple that we could, uh, recommend, um, we're not nutritionists, but I would say we know enough about that. We know enough to be dangerous.
1: We definitely we, we, we both tried out plenty of stuff to try to figure out what works. So we definitely have some uh, experience.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's one of those, you know, those things that even if it's just a starting point, you know, happy to help uh, at least guide you. Yeah. to you know to the right
1: path definitely if, you, if like anybody out there wants to talk about it like i'm here i put that caveat i'm not a nutritionist just for like reasons but uh i definitely have had years of, of of back and forths of trying the paleo diet trying the keto diet knowing what works what doesn't what my body likes all of that stuff uh and i definitely with stressing the whole eating your vitamins thing uh in my seminar, I was talking about how you kind of have to open up a dialogue with your, with your body. Like your body's going to say, I want this food, I want this stuff. You have to listen to it, but also learn when, when it like, when you're bored snacking versus like snacking for sustenance, you know? So it definitely is a little bit of a learning curve to figure out what your body needs and when it needs it. But once you figure out how to have that dialogue between you and your body, it's very helpful. Yeah, for sure.
0: Right. And then you just, I'll ask the question, but I probably know the answer. I actually <laughs> do know the answer. But, you know, you're taking these or you're eating your vitamins. Maybe you're supplementing here and there. Like, how do you how do you know your recovery? How do you know that is what's making you making it better? And I when just, can you stop?
1: I feel like overall, just like you're em- like emotionally, you improve. <laughs> you're more mentally ready for the day. Like, overall, everyone who I have, have um, talked into eating my way for a little <laughs> yeah. bit has always come back saying that they just overall feel better. Like, yes, your muscles recover faster uh, out of the gym, which is always a plus. But then on top of that, they're like, I just feel sharper. Like, I'm ready for the day. Like, I sleep better. All of that stuff. It's amazing what your diet will do uh, just for general improvement and then of your just day-to-day life. Yeah. Um and when should you stop? Uh, that is a never. There you go. You should be. You <laughs> That's should what I be, thought the answer was. For the you record. should be definitely. You should be living this way. Um, I get it. Like there's holidays. People have birthday parties. Nobody wants to be that weird person counting macros in the corner. Um, like, you know, give yourself a little bit of slack around the holidays. Like have, have that time. Have that food with your family. I understand that people connect over food a lot. Uh, but for the majority, like this is the 80 20 rule. Eighty percent of the time, you need to be pretty solid about what you're eating, making sure you get the right food in, and then that twenty percent you can can hang out with the fam and do what you need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Don't have to be perfect, but we like anything. You don't have to be perfect, but we strive for it, right. Right. Um, all right. Cool. So we have sleep outside the gym. We have sleep we have your uh your vitamins slash eat better <laughs> in general um anything else we can be doing outside of it
1: I, that's about all i've i've really dived into outside of the gym yeah uh and then obviously being the maestro of mobility i have some fun stuff for in the gym as well <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure. yeah oh yeah so yeah considering this is a podcast so you probably can't, you know, demo all your all your, all your great movements, though. Um, when when you think about someone that's coming in, we're talking coming into the gym or pre-coming to the gym before workouts, right? right. Is that a difference than post-workout?
1: It is. So uh, after you work out, you're probably sweaty, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. if we did our jobs, right? Um, so you've got some blood pumping, right? And, and stretching is a lot more like your muscles take stretching a lot better when they're, when they're warm and they, they hold that stretch better, if that makes sense, they, they stay stretched out. Versus stretching when you're cold, uh, you can actually pull muscles, it can be a little dangerous depending on how cold you are. Uh, so I always say before a workout, it should be a dynamic stretch. So it's something where you're moving your body at the same time. For instance, um, say you wanna stretch out your calves, you might put like a plate underneath your toes And you'll drop your heels to the floor, keeping your toes up on that plate, so you'll get that stretch. But then a a second later, you might do a calf raise and then Mm -hmm. go back into that stretch and just go back and forth between the stretch and the calf raise. That way you're getting a little bit of blood pumping to that area as well. Um, Versus after a workout, you can do more of a static stretch to something where you're just kind of sitting still, letting that muscle lengthen out, Um, such as just like uh, trying to touch your toes or something like that, where you're just letting that muscle lengthen. So there's a little bit of difference, not crazy different, but a little bit of difference.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the, you know, a lot of people, you know, will come in the gym, they'll be from the, the day before some, some general soreness or some area soreness that, that they might have. Um, what is your recommendation as far as do you, you know, isolate those before you get into your workout? I think... I'm going to use an example. Like yesterday, we did a lot of pulling. We have a lot of lat, <laughs> a lot of lat soreness. Um, and today, we do, um, yeah, a lot of land forward. Today, you know, it's mostly that uh, a lot of pulling from the ground, um, slash pushing with the legs. Um, so, someone is, they come in sore from the lats, Becca, you know, should I do something here? Or do we just kind of go as, as business as usual?
1: Um, it's definitely, I would, I would stretch out the lats. Um, <laughs> most likely you didn't mobilize them yesterday, <laughs> so it'd probably be good to mobilize them at some point. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely spend some time stretching out the lats. I, lats are a little interesting because they can be kind of hard to do a dynamic stretch with. Yeah. Um, but you can always double like a, a stretch where you're not necessarily moving, and then double that with something where you do a little bit of pull. So you might do like two pull-ups and then stretch out your lats and mm-hmm. then another two pull-ups and then stretch out your other lat, you know, something like that where you're still getting a little bit of blood pump. Um, but, yeah, I always, I mean, and even some of some of my athletes will notice this too when I'm coaching, um, I'll try to, after we do the warm-up, I'll try to get our bodies a little stretched out for what we're doing that day as well. Yep. Um, so like squats can be pretty aggressive on the hips and especially if we don't stretch them out like we might warm them up in the warm-up we might we just didn't spend specific time stretching them um that might be something that i that i have my athletes do before they start squatting just so that their body is ready their body knows what's coming you know yeah give it a little warning <laughs> before you just throw <laughs> it into the workout
0: yeah no and we can kind of stick with that so yeah we have our so we had like our our major movements we talk squatting or any hip hinging or any pulling such as pull-ups or anything like, what, what are a couple of things you would recommend for that um, dynamic stretching beforehand? So we got the squatting we talked about. You
1: All know, right. So for for hips or for squatting, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I think people really ignore on the squat is your calves. Mm-hmm. Like people don't realize like your ankle hinges when you squat, like it has your knees go forward and then you put a, a strain on that ankle, uh, which then causes your calves to get tight. Uh, and if you're someone like me who already has pretty tight calves, uh, I need to warm up my calves, get them stretched out before I can squat right correctly. So the same calf stretch that I was talking about before where you drop the heels and then go into a calf raise, mm-hmm. um, for the hips, I tend to do hip swings, which is pretty common for a lot of runners just to get them warm. Um, if you did a full warm up already, then you can just go into like static stretching mm-hmm. and just stretch out those areas. Uh, but if you're kind of trying to put this in your warm up, I would do those hip swings, something like that, um, where you're moving, uh, yeah. And just like, try to get, try to get your hips to open up, try to get your ankles to open up. Basically any joint that moves 360 degrees rather than like your knees and elbows that only move forward and backward, Mm. uh, it should probably be warmed up a little bit before you try to use them.
0: Gotcha. So then that would, when we go to hip hinging, sort of any deadlifts, um, deadlifting, uh, kettlebell swing, things like that, we have that hip hinge, kind of that same thing, warm up those those 360 muscles.
1: Right, warm up the 360 areas. Um, there's also a really good one. It's, it's called a runner stretch where you basically set up like you're about to start a race. You know how the runners in the Olympics mm-hmm. with their hands on the ground and they got yeah. both their feet. Uh, you set up there and you basically just try to keep your hands on the ground and stand up straight. So you're sending your butt way up in the air and you just go in and out of that. And that's a really fun one that I like because it warms up your legs so much more than you think it's going to. <laughs> you finish and you're like, Oh no more, please. So that's always a fun one for deadlifting, especially Yeah. or good mornings is a really good one as well. That'll lengthen it out, but then it'll also use, use those muscles to help warm them up too. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything for the pulling, any pull-ups when we do?
1: Um I have a couple of fun little guys that I do. Uh especially if there's going to be kipping, I always do PVC pass-throughs before I'll do pull-ups just because I feel like like if I'm doing a PVC pass-through, that's should be should be more rotation than I'm going to be doing on the barbell. Yeah. Uh and so it kind of gives my gives my shoulders like an extreme like range of motion like this is the worst that's going to happen is you're going to have this happen which should not happen on the barbell i'm not saying at all that that should (laughs) happen while you're doing pull-ups um but i always do that to warm up that that uh shoulder capsule and then those around the world as well are really good for lengthening out the lats specifically so they're kind of like pvc passers you do have the pvc pipe the same way you do pvc passers um just instead of going only forward and backward, you go around your entire body. Uh, and I go in both directions. And that's a really good way to stretch out the side, that lap, that wing, you know, that we're all looking, hopefully, to get by, by doing across it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. So those are two, those are three major ones. So that's pre-workout, right? We've gone through, we've done our, our, our workshops of the day. We've all done Fran. We've done, we're just lying on the ground and ready to go. All right, we clean up and we go and we're good to go, right?
1: That's, uh, is it? (laughs) I mean, uh, I try my best if if I don't talk too much during class um, to give my athletes a second after the workout to lead them through just a couple stretches. Because I know that as soon as you guys get home, you're not about to stretch. (laughs) Like, I know. I'm the same way. You get home and you're like, I got to shower. I got to, you know, make lunch. I got to do whatever it is that you got to do next. Uh, rather than stretch but I think it's so so important and and honestly even I have I have some friends who um work in chiropractics and they always say they laugh at CrossFit because they're like they never stretch enough <laughs> like they are number one clients because yeah. they never stretch enough right so um I always think it's so crucial to get that stretch in afterwards even if it's just five minutes just to get that body to a nice solid place like cool down you know
0: yeah yeah, no, absolutely. And that, like you said, doing it the day, doing it right after, you're gonna feel better the
1: next day. Right, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> pay off in the long run.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, the in the gym when we come back out, is there anything you've heard about like doing the uh, some sort of stretch routine before bedtime? Just curious.
1: Um, I haven't heard a lot from before bedtime. I've definitely heard a lot of people waking up and liking a stretch. Yeah. But I've never really heard, like, before bed. I've told people to do stuff before bed. I don't know (laughs) if they've done it. But I've definitely told people to just just so that your muscle's not freaking out the next day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I went through this point where I said, I'm going to be more flexible. (laughs) I mean, I I did this routine stretching, waking up and before going Mm -hmm. to bed um, with varying results. But... (laughs) <laughs> like, most, like most times, I just didn't really stick, stick with it long enough. Um, but during it, it, it worked out, you know, it was it was working, you know, pretty well um, as far as getting more flexible, which yeah. isn't very hard for, like, to find more flexibility for myself. You don't have to find much to make honestly, it more flexible. Honestly,
1: <laughs> honestly uh, I always tell people, I'm like, give yourself two weeks yeah. stretching regularly. Give yourself two weeks, you're going to notice something. Like, it's gonna, you're gonna notice something in less than two weeks, but you're gonna notice like a world of difference within just two weeks. It's crazy how quickly your body will adapt to that kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. So, besides yourself, and obviously, again, as always, like, reach out to Becca, reach out to myself. uh, If you have questions on any of this, on recovery, on mobility in general, but if um, other than yourself is a resource, what do you think is like a good place to kind of look and and get get some of these? either stretches or ideas and recovery as a reference
1: um so so i guess i don't know i've learned most of mine over the years i'm trying to think about like where the specifics came from yeah um i've learned a lot of it from yoga believe it or Mm -hmm. not i know that everyone's like yeah yoga go do yoga (laughs) (laughs) um so if you guys want to do yoga i know a great youtube channel that i follow for yoga (laughs) um but uh, I've learned a lot from yoga. I've also, I think it was called Supple Leopard. Was yeah, that's, the book? That's yeah, what I was getting,
0: yeah. I was, I was gonna say the Supple Leopard is a really. That's good a reading. really,
1: really good book. They break it down by body part. It's yeah. so good. Like you can walk in and be like, all right, my quads hurt, and they go to the book where the quads are, and you can find stretches for that. That's a really, really good book for it. Yeah. That I used a lot when yeah. I was first learning.
0: I would yeah, I was. If you, yeah, and that's one of those things if. Like if you're one of those people that can dive in and geek out on stuff, like it's good for that to read cover, you know, from um, cover to cover and then use it as a reference. But if, you know, even if you just pick it up or check it out, you can have it, like you said, as a reference point yeah. where I'm, you know, I want to do this part, flip through the appendix, find right. it. Right. It's just kind just of like a little,
1: little mobility encyclopedia. Yeah, it's exactly. It's really got some really good stretches in it for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that was the, that was a pretty decent breakdown. Was there anything else you wanted to add to our uh our discussion here?
1: Uh, from a recovery, oh, uh one little piece that I that I touched on in the seminar that we didn't get to really go over um was just in general when to come into the gym. Like mm-hmm. if you are sick, covid or not, like if you're sick, don't come into the gym. Like your body needs a little bit of time to recover. Um and another one that i was that i talked about i was like if you stand up the next day and you cannot walk but you are that sore maybe you know full crossfit workout might not be a full a great idea maybe you come in and you row instead or you come in and you, you bike or something some kind of active recovery that might not be as metal as crossfit <laughs> <laughs> tends to be yeah um but those are the two main things like just when you're sick i know that everyone wants to get those days in you you know, like, you paid for that membership. You want to come in. You want to get the work in. You want to be a great athlete. And I get it because I can be the same way, but you need that little reminder every now and again, like, hey, your body needs to recover. Like, let let your body relax, especially if you're sick. Your body needs to focus on getting rid of that rather than, than trying to get giant lats or,
0: <laughs> you
1: know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, and in, in the long run, if you continue to do that, you're actually going to be degressing than progressing right Right. Uh, or you're going to stunt your progression because you're used to like like we said at the beginning your body needs to recover all right um and we're going to beat it up but it also needs to be able to recover from that so uh if we're just continually not getting ourselves to recover then that's going to be hard to regress i mean progress because (laughs) there's no time to to let it uh to catch up from those
1: one of my one of my favorite things that i ever heard was i got to work that recovery muscle it's <laughs> like yeah you got to yeah. practice the recovery muscle yeah. just as much as your other muscles you got to work on it it's got to figure out what works for you
0: yeah absolutely all right well becca this was fun I was like, <laughs> and we'll do it again we'll do it again soon glad you're able to join the pod yeah um yeah good talk recovery like as always guys if you have any questions reach out coach becca reach out to myself Um, we're happy to, you know, we're happy to help you out or like, again, at the very least we'll be able to point you in the right direction. Um, and, and, you know, get you on that, get you on that path to where you want to get to go. All right. Any last words from you, Becca?
1: No, that is, sounds great.
0: All right, guys, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.